0: Hey, friends, I want to thank you for listening once again. And in the spirit of transparency, I want to tell you how I am making these podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way that I found that I can make a podcast. It's free, And the app actually comes with uh, tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts get your actual audio, and you don't have to do anything. That's beautiful. You can make money from it. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have in order to be able to create income from this podcast. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So you just have to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's such a pleasure and a privilege to be here in front of you today. Um, to have you all here, to have your energy here. Everyone looking so beautiful, all the smiling faces. I am Dr. Erica R. Jones. I'm the host of the Arts of Transition podcast, and our mission is to highlight Black excellence and entrepreneurship. We're providing a platform for people who are making a transition in life, whatever that may be. And how fitting to be able to interview a longtime friend, a dynamic woman who has literally created a portal. Mm. Portals in the matrix, a doorway into or out of the thresholds of our simulated reality. We enter and exit so many different portals in life. We make transitions, and that's what life is about. So I just really feel honored to be able to speak with you today here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're in the Jennifer Balcos Gallery. where your pieces are hanging. You've had a beautiful turnout for your opening reception.
1: Yeah, it was magical.
0: And now you're here for your artist talk. So, generally, you know, when we talk about transitioning through things, it's important that we introduce ourselves. And whenever you meet certain people, if you'll notice, it changes, the introduction changes. You know, Chanel has done a lot, we'll get into that. Uh, A little later in the interview but I would just really like to hear from you like who are you what's your name
1: yeah so I'm Chanel Anjali and um, who am I I feel like I'm still figuring it out Um, art has been so therapeutic uh, in my journey but I like to emphasize a lot to people who are new to the art side of me that I've, I feel like I've lived so many lives already just in this one lifetime because I've dabbled in so many different things. Me and Mario met for just the love of poetry. And um, during an insane writer's block where I just felt a lot of pent up um, negative energy, it was around the time of the George Floyd murder. And um, there were a lot of riots going around um, You know the country. And my friend was always like, "Oh, you should just put your poetry on canvas, because like, people would love to like have that hanging in their house." But my poems are very affirmative, um, and so I tried it, and I fell in love with uh, creating um, multimedia, mixed media pieces, and so that's how it began for me. But I, I like to. I like to. The caveat is is that. I don't want to be considered an artist as much as it's really important for me for people to know that I am and believe I am a channel. Um, I come from a very spiritual family. I was raised Baptist. My grandmother was a prophetess in the church Mm. and so we went to church I feel like seven days a week Uh, and and all day. (laughs) Right. And so um, that spiritual background and that grounding is so important. And if you know about like prophetic gifts and anointings and how they pass on, and I really feel like I carry that in just a separate, a different way than my grandmother did. And any of you who grew up in the church know that laying of hands, people do really become healed. And when someone prophesies something over you, it really does happen. And that's a That's a real spiritual gift. And so I I think that uh, people can see it in my work, but in short, that's that's who I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your transparency and just doing what you're doing and giving people the courage to express themselves. Sometimes growing up in different environments, we don't always feel like, you know, we can say what we need to say when we feel it or we can do what we need to do and you're going through this transition in life where you're just you know the poetry has always just yeah. been powerful thank you you know and now we've got paint on canvas we've got masks we've got bright colors yeah. i mean the work is just so vibrant and it's like your spirit is just like bouncing off of these walls in this gallery <laughs> i just um, so appreciative of your artwork and everything that you've put together you know when you talk about your heritage uh, I just I see the colors from the islands. Yeah
1: so the color choice especially for this show was really intentional the mango colors. and I really wanted to pull in the Caribbean mm-hmm. and um, my childhood and the teals and the, um, the pinks and the soft sunsets. And, you know, I, I really wanted that to be incorporated because being that I'm a Scorpio, I feel like I lean into dark very easily. Mm. And I'm so pulled by black and like the universe and just the blank canvas that black creates for me that I have to like really be intentional, like, uh, let's do a bright color now, <laughs> like, <this. laughs> like, let's not keep doing, like, black, 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 so, um, and then Tammy actually brought one of my very few white pieces, yeah. and those pieces actually were the birth of this whole show, and so it's, they're not in the show because they both sold, thanks to Jennifer, but, um, I, I was trying to get more into negative space, and really thinking outside of my comfort zone, and, Pushing myself in my practice um, these last seven months to create a dynamic show that uh, showed what uh, the portal and coming through a portal can be. Because it's not just all black hole and black matter or dark matter, it's, it's also very vi- bright and
0: vibrant. Yeah, yeah, I'm appreciating all of it, particularly the, the piece uh, Blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. That she just collected. <laughs> yeah. It was like my favorite and yeah. there was an elephant head there. So I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and uh, of course we love elephants and my grandmother, uh, much like yours, uh, a pillar in the Baptist church had yeah. us in church almost everyday Bible study, revival, all types of stuff. Um, so she really loved elephants. So I just wanted to ask you particularly about, you know, that, um, that piece and then how you decided to just kind of transition into mixed media. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, so I'm probably gonna butcher this word. Y'all will have to Google it and tell me how to really pronounce it. But um, the term is called therianthropic. Mm. And it's, I'm probably saying it wrong. But it's when um, you mix animal and human forms together. So a lot of ancient Egyptian um, drawings, and you'll see a lot of that, even in Thoth, who was uh, the Ibis bird, or you'll see a lot of it in there hieroglyphs, uh, the lion's head on top of a man's body. Mm-hmm. And for me, I wanted to pull this, and that's ancient art, right? Yeah. But I wanted to pull this into um, my practice. Again, it ties back into spirituality and how I do believe in like spirit animals and uh, and you seeing signs and omens through different, especially birds and messages that come through with that. And so with the elephant head, and the memory, and just the matriarchal mm. uh, a community that they have, and how they can go one place, one time as an infant elephant, and remember it for the rest of their lives. And um, I have a whole thing about animals, so yeah. I, and I, can, I, can, like, I was just about to go into it, and I'm like, don't do it. That's not even what she actually you. But, <laughs> I I use um, mixed media and I like my pieces to have dimension that you have to kind of walk around them and see it because again it's a metaphor for just uh, this this world this reality being very dimensional it's it's a metaphor for us being everything being dimensional not obviously humans are right multi-dynamic but also like organs like your heart doesn't just pump blood it also carries like a a energy like an emotion in it when it's hurting you you feel it like and when it's broken you feel it and when it's full you almost feel like you can explode so it's not just a mechanism like all things are energy based and flow through all different kind
0: of uh, planes and how they work yeah you really said something and your heart actually you know if you ever have chest pain and you go i'm a physician by the way yeah Um, so you you get if you get chest pain what's one of the first things they do in the er they do an ekg Mm-hmm. And what's that doing? That's tracking the electrical impulses in yeah. your body. So just the energy that we have in this space that you've brought to this space and that you're gonna bring into people's homes and that you've been bringing into people's psyches through your poetry, through your books. Like, I, I just applaud you. you and thank you again for your transparency and for your expression. Thank you. When you think about, you know, the portals that you've entered in life, you know, how did you make this transition into into art, into like actually buying your first blank canvas? Um, I know you touched on it, you know, you talked about your friend inspiring you. Yeah,
1: I think um, I really want to blame our thank quarantine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because if I didn't have the time to just sit my ass down, yeah. like, and really even uh, process like my own emotions and meditate a little bit more and just get a little bit more still and quiet. Like, I can't emphasize enough how important that is. I think that it was in those, it was in quarantine that, that a new version of, of me was birthed. Like it was something, yeah. it was some kind of transmuting that happened to me um, in the stillness um, where the kids are at home. I'm, I'm butchering homeschooling. It's like crazy. (laughs) I'm like finding stuff to do, like blowing bubbles in the house, skating in the house. It was just, we just had to be creative and, um, and the imagination took over
0: and that's how it, that's how it started. Wow. How do your, your, children feel about you know the art that you're creating like you and mario your poetry and like when they see you doing this like what like what do they feel like what do they express well they're artists
1: too so they're really big critics in the house really (laughs) 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 because they're definitely artists as well and um my youngest daughter has named many of these pieces because i i used to i'm horrible with that once i'm done with the piece i'm like like the piece that you got is called blue. Like yeah. I obviously named them like, oh it's blue, it's called blue. That. Like <laughs> but my daughter will actually like go and like sit in front of it and be like, mm, I think that this one is called Serenity or Ooh. something. Like she and so, um, it's amazing. It's mm. definitely a coven feel. But, you know, Mario brings in the masculine energy, so it's it's a tribe feel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's literally like a family, like, Mm -hmm. you know, watching you create. And then some of the poems at the opening that um, I I see over here, they're so powerful. I keep using that word because I was moved. So you have the visual art, and then Mm -hmm. you have the written words, and it just all comes together to just it's like that, a, almost a warm hug. Yeah,
1: that he did, because he was seeing me on I cannot, I can't say thank you enough to him because so many nights when you're like just doubting yourself as an artist and like, mm-hmm. like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I could go and get a job and have, you know, health care for the kids and not be so you know it's such an investment yeah. to buy the material and the pieces and then when you turn out something that you you hate you're like this is I'm like the worst <laughs> you know artist in the world and he used to look at me and be like are you fucking crazy
0: yeah that's self-critic best
1: <laughs> like, and so not just like the physical support that he uh, brings to uh me and uh, our family, but the emotional support that you need as an artist and to be so vulnerable. And so when he was seeing all the works being created and he was like, um, I was like, you should write to these. He literally wrote a poem for each piece. Wow. And he's so, it's so on demand for him. And so it's like, he's a a part of my um, birthing of being an artist. Mm-hmm. That I don't like to talk about too much because I never want to give a man like credit for who <laughs> I am. <laughs> but a big part of it was that we were on really bad terms during quarantine too. Uh. So not only was it like the emotional turmoil, but also having to be still. Yeah. And so he's he's
0: amused in like every sense of the word. I love every it. Every sense of the word. I love it. And that's a part of being, you know, a team and in basketball and football and anything else that you do you know when you're a part of a team there's a certain level of collaboration and cooperation and it speaks to life life is not always beautiful (laughs) there's some chaos involved as well but we see what you've been doing like we see what you've created and in the community that we're in and we're especially predisposed to so much chronic stress, to so many yeah. just negative pictures and negative videos, and just to have this type of culture that's coming through that you're creating, that we're creating, all of us here today are creating, our energy is creating, it's so uplifting. Mm-hmm. And it's something that our communities need at this time. I like to talk a little bit about, you know, self-care, and you're really big on that. You know, I would see you around, like you had just left the gym, and like you're in Whole Foods, like making sure you got the healthy foods. Uh, I really like to understand how it is that people learn to take care of themselves and how you as an artist are taking care of yourself and you make sure that you keep your energy levels uh, Pretty balanced.
1: Yeah, I think pacing myself, especially when you're getting ready for a show. I know there's a lot of artists in the room, too. Um, you work at a, a pace that is almost unnatural for you creatively because you're pushing yourself creatively. So instead of like that inspiration in the middle of the night, that's like, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to create that. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like trying to make it happen. Um, and so it's, it's it's a little bit unnatural, Mm -hmm. but for me, I'm already like on the seasons when it starts to get cold, I go into hibernation and I don't do anything. So I'm already knowing like after today, Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) it's (laughs) going to be a solid three months of like rest because I worked my ass off all summer and from spring. And so in the winter time,
0: I really take a pause and that, and, and I need that. Yeah. Rest is revolutionary. Yeah. And the grind culture that has been pushed on us a lot, you know, I think it's important to embrace rest and to understand the importance of sleep and how it functions in your overall well-being. Mm -hmm. And as an artist, the fact that you're embracing that lets us know that, you know, you're you're taking care of yourself. You're going to be around. You're going to be able to give us uh, give us more and um, it's just such a pleasure to just be able to have you express yourself here Thank today you. and when we talk about producing things and when we talk about creating things there's always resources right that we need or um, that we want so I like to talk about the power of starting where you are mm-hmm. with what you have so where did you start like what did you like what was that process like? with the materials.
1: (laughs) I heard, uh, who's that guy on Shark Tank um, that used to run FUBU?
0: Uh, You guys know who I'm talking?
1: I heard him say something a few years ago and uh, it's carried me so far. He said the power of broke because Mm. when you don't have money, (laughs) when you don't have money to hire like a web designer and a creative director and you're building a brand and you don't have like you figure out how to do that shit yourself. Yeah. And that has been like I, along with, you know, some great advice from a lot of, you know, people, Mm -hmm. but I, um, that, that's, that's where I started. I definitely try to figure it out and not have to add in a lot of unnecessary costs. Yeah. But it does take a team. Yeah. It does, and I'm trying to embrace that too, you. try not to micromanage and like have to control <laughs> the whole process.
0: Uh. When I tell you, I mean, just the this past weekend, it, it's just been, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't imagine how you feel like creating and like curating this whole thing. For me experiencing it, I'm like, yeah she did a thing with that. She did a thing, like she (laughs) did that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was literally in Switzerland, Art Basel, Mm -hmm. like um, not too long ago. And then I went, I was in New York, I had the Black Wall Street Gallery, and I was impressed by that. Right right here in Atlanta though, like right here in Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) we got Chanel just putting this type of work out. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't say enough about how inspired I am. Thank you. I can't congratulate you enough. Thank you. On your accomplishments. And just sitting here in this moment with you and everyone that's here in the audience, like once again, I just wanna thank y'all for being here. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for putting on for us here in Atlanta today. Cause y'all look good. No, so do you. <laughs> you look thank good you, too. thank you. Don't we look good, y'all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't we look good? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like these type of pieces and seeing ourselves in your artwork—it's affirming. It breeds self-love, it breeds confidence.
1: Yeah, somebody said to me um, the other day, because I talk about so much that I use archival images because it's the ancestral work that I'm doing and just honoring my ancestry and um, who these people were and the dreams that they may have had. These photos are over a hundred years old. Mm. And so I I want to, Reimagine them in a different light than maybe when the photo was taken and um somebody asked me well if it's ancestral work like are they related to you and i was like well so (laughs) i was like well so so how, how would i know because black people don't have it's so much of our history is lost i could very well be related to every person in this in that I've used and not know, yeah, and yeah. never know. And so, when a lot of times when I void out um, the faces, it's because I just want to show the universe. Mm-hmm. I just want to show that this is your great 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 grandmother. This is your great 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 grandfather. This is this is us. This is in our DNA. We carry this. We hold this, and they're they're alive through us. And I say this so many times that. What manifestation is real? Visualization is real. Prayer really works. And whatever prayers they were doing, and manifestations they were having of a better life for their seeds are us now. Mm. And it happens, and it's still happening. Say that. Yeah. Say that.
0: Should we take questions from the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you ask a question, stand, state your name, and. Uh,
1: Hello, <laughs> okay, my name is Tracy Morrell. An I'm amazing a, artist <laughs> as well. <laughs> okay. I would like for you to talk about your process. And specifically, let's do this beautiful piece right here. And just tell me from start to finish. Okay, so children of Yamaya, um, I'm not indoctrinated into the Yoruba uh, religion, however, um, I've read a lot about it, and I love it, and I do feel some connection to it. Um, that being said, I have, a, the black people's relationship <laughs> with the ocean is so layered, whether it's the, the transatlantic slave trade, whether it's, and I was talking about this with another artist, Eugene Bird. he has an amazing gallery as well, future dead artist, um, but, um, even even black people not knowing how to swim Mm. and how dangerous that is and how it really stems from well there were no there were white only pools and so even when you wanted to know how to swim if you're in a landlocked area where you could not learn and you could not go to a pool and practice then there was no way for you know and it was very discouraged even um, during uh, slavery times because it was just another way to keep people trapped in so that being said, this piece and this process, I had scoured for an uh, image of the uh, ocean underwater just so that I could place these children underwater because for me, um, I was honoring all of those aunts, uncles, uh, cousins that uh, we come from that we'll never know that didn't make it past uh, the transatlantic slave trade and if you guys uh, have read up on that and the conditions and how people were stacked in boats and just and and just the dehumanizing of the whole thing um, and I get chills even talking about it I don't ever want uh, those uh, spirits in our lineage to feel forgotten because mm-hmm. we champion a lot of times um, the, the ones that made it here as we should but there are so many in our families that did not, and especially the vulnerable, the children. Mm. And so I crowned them um, with the deer antlers and the seashells and I just knew that Yemaya, the goddess of the ocean, has them and is, is holding them. And so that's, that's where this piece comes. And it's nine layers of resin. This is the most expensive piece that I've ever made. <laughs> This is the most, and Mario kicks me all the time about the price point. But this is the most expensive piece that I've ever made, and the longest, the longest piece, um, and the heaviest. <laughs> and he would know. And my studio is on the on the third level of our house, so when he had to carry it downstairs, I'm like, oh, shit. I don't even know how to ask him. Like, you gotta move this. <laughs> but yeah, thank. thank
0: you. Bye. Uh-huh.